there's still so many things that people are doing manually. If you look at how you spend your time over the course of a week, there are probably hours and hours of time spent where you could either automate it away or use a smart AI technology that will help you automate away some of the steps. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Erica Salm-Wrench, and she's the Chief Operating Officer of Raza.io. And you're going to learn all about that, but let's just share a little bit about her. So after working in enrollment management, where she focused on strategic recruitment and marketing, Erica managed a team of online marketers at the largest digital marketing company in the Gulf South. There, she supported the web development, SEO, online advertising, and content marketing teams in executing strategies, which elevated organizations to stand out and be seen amongst the chaos of online marketing. So now she's the COO of Rasa.io and she gets to blend her love of digital marketing technology, partnership development, and customer support in order to support the incredible community of Rasa.io clients. First, we're going to do the marketing essentials moment, the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. In today's topic, I want to talk about accelerating word of mouth marketing, word of mouth advertising. Everyone always says that word of mouth is the best way to market your business. But what we don't say is how to accelerate that word of mouth advertising, or as I like to call it, the world of mouth advertising. And there's some things that you can do to trigger getting people to talk about you even more. And so I'm gonna share some of those tips and tactics for you today. And also, if you want the full version, we're gonna do a webinar about accelerating word of mouth advertising. This is just a little teaser, but if you haven't become a member of the Marketing Expedition community yet, that is where all of the webinars and all of the trainings and everything I'm doing is getting recorded and then replays and all the fun things there that you can access anytime you want on your own time, especially if you're a DIYer doing it yourself or you work with us to do done with you or done for you. But let's talk about how you can accelerate your world of mouth advertising to get people talking. And we know that it takes at least 13 interactions with your brand for someone to then take the intent to purchase or even know or recognize that they've even seen your brand before. So 13 different ways to get in front of somebody that they can visually or audibly see it or see it, you know, all the things that you have to do to get in front of our people now in order for them to want to even know about us and have the intention to purchase from us or donate to us or support the cause that you're doing if you're a nonprofit or or something of that nature. So let's just kind of dig in and give you the basics for right now. And just understand that a customer talking about their experiences with you is worth 10 times that which you write or say about yourself. And vice versa, if people are talking about you, that is worth so much more and then it won't maybe take 13 times to get your brand in front of them. It may only take one time if people give you that referral or that recommendation 
or the ratings and rankings and reviews and all the things that you do. And then of course you want to reward them. Thumbs up to reward those who give you those ratings and rankings, the recommendations online, the reviews online, right? Giving them a star, five star review and then typing up about it. And or the other thing, the bonus thing here is testimonials, doing testimonial videos, having other people talk about you, your brand, what you do, your service, your product, your cause, whatever the case might be. If you've got someone else talking about it, people are going to recognize that and hear it from them, not necessarily from yourself. You don't have to toot your own horn. You just have other people do it for you. And that is one way to continue to accelerate your word or world of mouth advertising, W-O-M, world of mouth advertising. Something else to consider as we go through this journey, if you can create a referral program, reward those people who are giving you all kinds of kudos in in accolades in your name, right? And giving them things to talk about, giving them the experience that they just can't stop talking about in a good way, right? Eh, Hopefully it's not a bad way because that also could be detrimental to your brand. So continuing to build and support and love on those who love on you (laughs) in a good way, then you are building your brand and your bottom line and accelerating that word of mouth. So If you need help setting up a referral program, there's all kinds of tools and tips and ways to go about doing it that are highly effective. Some that maybe aren't as effective, but then cost effective. But what can you do? How can you do it? And then the very first thing I'm going to tell you to do in order to start getting referrals, recommendations, ratings, rankings, reviews, all those things is give them, reciprocate, and then reward those who do it for you. So I challenge you, by the time you listen to this again next week, I want you to give five different referrals, ratings, rankings, rewards, do something for someone else, and they might reciprocate and do it for you. So who can you think of right now? Who can you give a review or a rating? or a recommendation on LinkedIn, for example, or a Yelp review, or a Google review, or a Facebook review, or even a podcast review. Who can you recommend? How and why? What can you do? It doesn't cost you a dime, only your time. Now, let's get into our interview and learn more from Erica. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. (laughs) My guest today, I'm excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ray. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate it. And Erica, pronounce your last name for me. Sure. I say Psalm Wrench. And I almost, I had to pause for a second because I didn't ask you that before the show. That's okay. We're here now. (laughs) So Erica, tell me about what it is that you do and and you've kind of transitioned into this new role as we just found out, right? Exactly. So, so kind of starting at the beginning, I started my career in enrollment management and marketing in, in Tulane University's undergraduate admission office. And it was during the advent of all of the the beginnings of the helpful automation tools that we're all so familiar with today, like MailChimp and Constant Contact. And they gave me the freedom and the range to sort of experiment with all these fun tools. And that's where my love for marketing automation and new hip AI marketing tools really came to be. And after I graduated with my MBA at Tulane, 
I went on to run a team at the largest marketing agency in the Gulf South or digital marketing agency, I should say. Uh And so we did everything online. We did SEO, social media marketing. We did front end and back end web dev. We did paid online ads, but the, but the one thing that we didn't touch was email. And so that's what excited me about Rasa because email normally is one of those tools where, you know, you put in so much time and effort and you don't feel the immediate return of it all the time. Um, And, or, or maybe you send out too many emails that aren't quality and you don't, and you maybe don't feel the immediate return of it because of that. And so, and so I was so interested in Rasa because Rasa leveraging AI allows you to improve the quality and quantity game in email. And we help folks send personalized news recommendations to folks within an email, save tons of time on the newsletter game, um, and also really improve the quality of each email they send. And so I've been at Rasa for going on five years now. And like you said, uh, just recently came into this new role as COO um, this past January. And so it's been, it's been a fun ride. Um, being in the world of AI marketing tools is a, is a great place to be right now. Well, congratulations on the new role. And just to let our audience in on a little secret, I was thinking I was going to be speaking with the previous CEO. So then the name on my rundown was was different. And then Erica showed up. I'm like, wait a minute, you're not you're not a dude. <laughs> I'm not. I don't look. I don't look like a Jared. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> It was a pleasant surprise. Trust me. Oh, well, I thank it. you. Thank yeah. you. No, I love this journey. And you're I right. I threw you off today. <laughs> it's all good. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Email is kind of a love-hate relationship with people, I think. You know, it's, it's a, I hate to love it, love to hate it. I get so many and it's hard to, you know, make sure that what you're doing is getting through to people and all that. So I'm happy to hear that AI is playing a role in this. But tell me a little bit more. Let's dig a little deeper. Like, how do you get through to people on their email list? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do at Rasa is we don't, it's not just about the AI, but the the power of our curation engine that's inherent in the platform. So we draw in from all different sources that you might plug into Rasa, so blogs, article feeds, podcast feeds, social media feeds, and we draw in from those sources as, as those sources produce and publish. And we can also, you can also filter down those sources. So we draw from this really rich content pool. Let's say it's, let's say it's 80 articles that you might find that your audience might find relevant. We're going to pick the top five for Ray and the top five for Erica based on people's reading preferences and behaviors. So based on the, their interactions with the email and what we pick up on their, that their interests are. And Mm -hmm. so because of that, and the same way your Facebook feed, you know, knows what you're interested in reading about, we do that in an email and we're going to pick up on those insights in order to further refine what we send people. And so it becomes a much more engaging email experience. Wow. So, okay. So just walk me through this. I've got blog posts on my website I have, you know, social media content. I have all the things, right? Well, and and well. and so what you're saying is this tool will aggregate, collect the content that we've already got, essentially. Yep. And yep. then it'll send out messages to people that you have on your list or are, is it helping get people on your list? Or, you know, it'll send them out based on what they are already interacting in, right? Exactly. So, wow. yeah, so it's exactly what you said. We're going to pull in all of your own content sources. And then, Ray, if there's maybe like, an inch, like if you want to send out the hot, like HubSpot blogs to your, to your, your customers, 
who might find that stuff interesting. Or if you want to send out like just other interesting marketing sources, you could have a section of like in the news or other marketing articles you might find interesting and then have all your content at the top. Um, we can do that automatically. And so, so the actual newsletter process becomes much less tedious than the average newsletter process, right? Because we know newsletters are so important, but they're, they take a lot of time to produce and do right. And so we, we put a lot of automation into that process, save you a ton of time, and also help you produce a better product. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, that is fascinating. I'm so glad somebody made this for us to be able to use. That's great. <laughs> good, good. You'll have to try it out. Yeah. No, so tell me more about the company. Like, when did it get started? I mean, it's evolving. Obviously, there's always something new to, to contend with. But tell me more. Yeah. So we started, so the, the technology's um, been around for about seven years at this point. Oh. So our, our founder, Amit Nagarajan, he actually founded um, an association management system company. So essentially like a CRM for um, professional and trade associations, nonprofit organizations. So where they could manage their whole database of people and, um, you know, in the same way, like a Salesforce and HubSpot would, for example. Oh, yeah. And so, and so he sold that company um, in 2017 and spun the Rasa technology out of, out of that company called Aptify. And we, um, we decided that it would be a great, the recommendation engine that they developed would be a great application for email. And it was such, we work with a lot of professional and trade associations. It's a great fit for us because those folks really rely on their newsletters for like a very pivotal, important part of their member engagement strategy. Mm. And so that was kind of like our beachhead. And now we work with lots of marketing organizations, lots of media organizations, lots of real estate firms, um, community banks, lots of different verticals. Um, but the, the original place we started was in, was in those professional and trade associations, still have tons and tons of clients in that, in that space. Um, but everyone needs a newsletter, right? So, so our journeys kind of brought us into different verticals. It's, um, it's brought us, you know, a lot of improvement in the product. Um, it's also, it's also really interesting to have seen the progression of people actively searching for AI marketing tools, whereas, three to four years ago when we were, when the newsletter product was sort of a baby, no one was searching for AI email tools, right? Like that wasn't a thing, but now it's unbelievable how the search volume for those kinds of terms and phrases has increased. And now we're, you know, meeting people where they want to be, which is at the forefront of using AI to make their, make their marketing lives easier. Wow. You're right, because kind of thinking about what artificial intelligence does and what it, it kind of, if you just could demystify a little bit for us, like, what is it actually doing? <laughs> hey, I know that's a great question. I mean, people are interacting with AI every single day, right? So Google, your Gmail wants to smart compose for you. Your LinkedIn recommends people to connect with. Your, you know, your Facebook feed recommends content for you. So your, your Google Maps is using AI to predict the best route for you or Waze mm -hmm. does that even better. Um, but so we're interacting with AI every single day, right? Right. And on my Siri, my Apple, my Google, oh, my... <laughs> yeah, like it's, you know, these little, we have these little AI mm -hmm. you know, pieces of toast in our pocket every single day that we walk around with, right? So, so what, 
but it's kind of funny for, for marketers. There's not, um, there's, it's not like an inherent part of their day yet. I mean, I just feel like we, there's still so many things that people are doing manually. If you look at how you spend your time over the course of a week, there are probably hours and hours of time spent where you could either automate it away or use a smart AI technology that will help you automate away some of the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in, I mean, you're a podcaster. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of the tool Descript. Have you heard of that editor tool? I think so. Yeah. Where it'll take your show notes and do things with it. Right. Yeah. Well, and you can also just, you can edit out the ums and the uhs and the likes from your, from your recordings. And so any filler words, and then you can also kind of deep fake new words in. So, so for example, if you want to get rid of the so's that I just said, or just (laughs) delete, and could you imagine how much time and energy you would save um, in your in your audio editing, you might not even need to have an outside editor help you with your podcast kind of thing. Nice. Wow. So that's just one example. I mean, our newsletter tool is another example. People probably spend so many hours looking for the content, piecing it together, actually placing it within the email, and that's so many of those steps. Our tool automates away um, and uses AI to you know make smart recommendations of what content actually goes in. There, there are just so many cool tools out there that marketers now can leverage that I don't know that everyone is is using. Right. Well, now we're, we're here to tell them all about it today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, okay. So another thing that I wanted to, that I kind of just glanced at your bio, you're a working mom. And you have kind of developed an ability to work from home or have a mom working lifestyle. (laughs) I'd like to kind of share a little bit about you in that regard, because it's kind of happening more and more where people are getting to kind of have both the both of the best worlds, right? So so share a little bit. How has that experience been for you to to be able to work from home, to still be the mom, still be the CEO of the company? I just I want to hear more. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that question. I really appreciate that this is a conversation now in general that's gains more spotlight because we all have lives outside of work, right? But work is also really important. And so the the whole concept of work-life integration is one that I've really strived for. Right. But work-life like balance any, doesn't exist. It's, oh it's my integration. Gosh, it doesn't integration. Exist. It's an integration for better or worse especially in the world of software and especially, you know, at a company that we like to really put our, our customers first. So it, you know, it's a, it's a 24 seven thing, just like being a mom and like all things that are worth doing and that have, you know, that are really good in life. It's hard. You know, I'm not, I'm, I will be the first to say that it is challenging to balance running a company and being a mom of three, but again, like all good things and things that are worth doing. It's, it can be, it can be a challenge day to day, but Hey, I'm so dependent on my, I live and die by my calendar That's right. I mean, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have, I have a supportive partner and all of those things somehow come together to make it, I will say work in air quotes. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, and it is work. It is work to to make sure everything's going and flowing. And 
you know, right now I'm working from home and I was on a webinar earlier and my dog decided to whine at me because she needed to go outside. I'm like, okay, everyone, just take a moment. I'll be right back. <laughs> right, right. I mean, or like if your doorbell rings, I mean, that's such a funny, you can't just ignore the doorbell. People know you're probably home, but yeah. um, but it's weird to leave a meeting to go answer the door. It's just a new world. We, our company went fully remote during the pandemic. It made sense for us. Most of our clients yeah. are in cities that, a lot of us are not in. So we were already Zooming with people on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, but so that's actually, that's why, you know, I work from home, um, but it has been, it has been helpful in that work-life integration um, journey. So are you going to stay working remote? Do you think? I think for, we for are, yeah, for the foreseeable future, because yeah. the the vast majority of us were, um, are still based in New Orleans, but what this fully remote model has allowed us to do is hire great talent all over the country and all over the world. Nice. So, so I don't think, yeah, I, I don't foresee us um, transitioning back to a formal office setting anytime soon, but because a lot of us live close to each other, we still get together outside of the office and it's really nice to see folks and we get together for our quarterly strategic planning in person. And so we still have those moments where we, we get to connect face to face. Cloud Campaign helps agencies scale. Like us, we're an agency and we use this for our clients just the same as you could if you're an agency as well. You can onboard more social media clients and charge a higher retainer with leaner teams. It's a powerful all-in-one platform for planning, scheduling, community management and reporting, all for your agency clients to access and they have one dashboard to see all of their social media. They can approve all of the posts that you've created just like we do for our clients at Peppershock Media. This is a tool for agencies to use for your clients. And if you're a potential client, you want your social media managed, then get a hold of us because we can help you do that too. Go to peppershock.com offers to find out more. Okay, so let me just ask you a couple questions. So from a culture yeah. perspective, going from having an office space to then completely remote. And like you said, mm -hmm. you get together quarterly, do things like that. But Tell me, how have you think it changed the, the company culture, the dynamic of the company? Like when people are, were originally used to seeing each other, but now they see each other on Zoom or, you know, Teams or whatever it is that you use. How do you still keep your company culture alive? I think that's a great question. So one of the one of the pieces of the culture that there was continuity in was the fact that even before we went fully remote, there was always this um, work-life balance promoted. We always were a very kind of family first company culture and the, and we're very also results driven. So, so that's, there's been continuity with that because, you know, and when you work from home, there's this inherent flexibility in that. And when you're, you know, and so that supports the family life, the work-life balance. And then it also is supportive of the results driven culture because it's like, if you have to take your kid to an appointment at 2 p.m., as long as you're meeting your numbers, as long as your customers are happy, as long as, you know, you're, we're meeting our sales goals, then, then things are still great. And so the, there has been that continuity. Um, but, you know, those, those micro moments that you share with coworkers in between meetings that aren't necessarily directly work related, those go away. And I will be the first to say that I, you know, I, I think that's, I mourn the loss of those of those micro moments that you share with coworkers, but 
we try to, you know, do the virtual happy hours and, and get together when we can to kind of make up for maybe some something that is lost in, in the work, the remote work environment. Yeah, I, I can relate to that too. And we've kind of gone hybrid too, just at Pepper Shock because it's the flexibility, it's the convenience, it's not having to drive and commute. You can then now work at any time as long as you get your work done. It doesn't matter what time of day it is, you know? And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah it's exactly. Definitely... So were, are you guys hybrid or are you fully remote? Well, we're hybrid. We still have the office space. Our lease is up in a year. It'll be a year in June. So we're really kind of thinking through like, are we going to keep it? Are we going to do it? But we also do video production and we have a studio. So it's like, you know, yeah. And people are starting to use the studio again. It took a while, but now they're back at it. So it's like, maybe we just need the studio and not worry about the office space and the, you know, like maybe a studio in a conference room rather than all right. of the extra space that we have. But we, you know, it, it's interesting because we've, we've got a couple people who throughout the entire time just wanted to come to work and that's, that's what they did. And, you yeah. know, we were small enough, we could, you know, mask up and not be a problem, but you know, there's, there's 10 of us. So, so now it's seeming that we're all coming in on Mondays and then people yeah. just kind of sporadically come when they want and when they can. And, and, you know, if there's a big thing that we're doing in the studio, then they'll come. But yeah, I mean, and for me, I, I've been working from home. My office is, my studio is like literally two miles from me, so I can come and go That's and do so what nice. I need to. But yeah, it's just, it's fascinating to see what's going to happen with the way people work now and moving forward. The, and, you know, kind of the silver lining, I guess, if you could look at anything yeah. good from the pandemic, I think right. it's really changed the way people can work together. And even people who had never used Zoom before, you know, um, right. <laughs> they're totally into exactly. it and, and it's no big deal. And it just seems to work a lot better. I love the fact that I can have 15 minute meetings on Zoom and not have yeah. to drive somewhere and do, you know, all the things to get there. And then you feel obligated to spend. Yeah. yeah. You just hop in, <laughs> hop out. Yep. So it's the three C's now. It's coffee, cocktails or conference calls real quick <laughs> <laughs> and all can and you can accommodate everything from the comfort of your own home that's right <laughs> yeah it's um it's definitely i agree there's it's weird to say there's the pandemic silver lining but i would agree um for us especially since our clients come from you know all corners of the country and and yeah. international as well it's made it so that Zooming with them is even more conventional. It's not a surprise when we book a sales call and, you know, we're not going into their office. A Zoom link is a completely normal thing to send. Exactly. Here's my Zoom link or here's my calendar link to book a time. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's changed for the better, I think. And, and think about, you know, gas prices the way they are. We're not driving as much. Maybe our cars will last a little longer. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that we can be a little easier on the planet in that way. There you go. Yeah, for sure. I know during the pandemic, there was something where animals, because people were not driving as much. And so animals sort of came outside of their habitat and they would be out on the street. And it was there's significant change to the pollution that cars, you know, emit too. So I guess there was, there was some benefit to that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, good for the animals that they Mm -hmm. can, they had the chance to explore a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's um let's ask you a couple more questions. So, where do you tend to go to get your information? Any tools or resources or information that you care to share that would be something that our audience would like to to know? Like, how do you stay on top of what you're doing? Absolutely. So, the my favorite resource is the Marketing AI Institute. 
And Paul Reitzer, who's the founder of the Institute, has made it his mission to demystify AI for marketers and make AI tools more accessible and approachable for marketers. And that's where I, that's a resource I used to stay on top of a lot of the latest trends in marketing and tech forward trends in marketing. And he's, he's a, he's a great thought leader, great speaker. I recommend anyone sign up for their newsletter. It's a, it's a really great, great resource. Um, I also, there are a few, um, there are a few AI books that I've read not too long ago. Um, one of them is um, Prediction Machines, talking about the economics of AI. Mm. Um, there's one that talks about, oh, it's, the name is completely escaping me. The former Eric Schmidt, former CEO of Google, put it out. It's, it's the AI and marketing, the age of AI, or maybe it's the age of AI. I'm going to look it up really quick, Eric Schmidt. Oh, there you go. <laughs> AI book, our friend Google. The age of AI. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great go. one too. So and that, that's not for demystifying AI. That's more of, of mystifying it. <laughs> no, sure. <laughs> what, yeah. the, what it's all about. So what do you think is going to happen in the next six, five, 10, a couple years from now? Like, what do you see evolving in the future? Yeah. So in the past just few years, it's been unbelievable. The progress that's been made in terms of natural language generation and the, you know, what GPT-3 has allowed so many of these interesting tools to do. Um, so I would imagine, so a few years, so one of the talks that I give is all about just different AI tools that marketers can use and people can incorporate into their, into their tech mm. stacks, um, mm. that are approachable and not incredibly expensive and, you know, easier to experiment with don't necessarily involve full scale implementation. So, um, so I love talking about those things and, um, and oh my gosh, what did you just ask me? Ray, I totally future. lost my train. The future. <laughs> oh yes. So, so I would I would normally keep the um keep that natural language generation, those kinds of tools out of that because I wouldn't feel awesome about saying like you can actually use these tools now because sometimes they would just speak out jibbledy jarble and they just like mm -hmm. weren't great. But right. now in just three years since I started giving that talk, there those tools are good. I mean, maybe not for like long form content, depending on, you know, what you're interested in ranking for, but like they're, they have come leaps and bounds, even just writing like some basic email copy, um, basic text that corresponds to the social links that you share, um, sub email subject line generators. I mean, it's really mm. unbelievable how far those tools have come in three years. So I'd imagine in six years, those tools are going to be so much more widely accessible. Well, now they're already widely accessible, but they'll mm -hmm. be more widely used. Yeah, I think I had a free trial. I think they call it Jasper now. Have you heard of that? Yep, yep, yep. It's unbelievable. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to dig into it a little bit more. Of course, I think they originally called it something different, but then they had to change the name because it's you know owned by Marvel or something. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. There's another one called Snazzy AI that does a good job. It's like more marketing centric. Um, there's, oh gosh, what's the other one? But there's there's a lot of, oh, that one's by Unbounce, Snazzy AI. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there are a lot out there. And then there's also in terms of like content generation, so not written word, but have you heard of Dolly or Dolly? No, how does that spell? How do you spell it? D-A-L-L-E. And okay. they, it's an image generator. I think they just came out of their beta. And oh. you basically give it a prompt, like, give me 
show me a team working at a conference table and draw it sort of cartoon-like. And it generates an image in less than a minute. And it's your image, it's your, I mean, it's not like you have to go pay for, you know, some stock image. It's wow. unbelievable. It's really, really cool. I have to check that out too. <laughs> this is great. All kinds of fun little tools to explore. Huh? That's awesome. Right, right. And these are going to become so much more mainstream in the next two, three years. I mean, like I said, just our, just our RASA tool using AI for your newsletter production. It's not something people were ever searching for three or four years ago, but now we're getting tons of traffic to our site just based on people's searches for using AI for email, AI email tools, AI newsletter tools, curated AI tools. I mean, it's it's really, it's unbelievable how these things are starting to take hold. Well, I'm excited to try it because we spend time every month doing the newsletter and it's it, it's tedious, you know, it takes time and time we don't have, right? If we're, if we're servicing our clients and doing billable hours for our clients, it's like, that kind of gets backburnered for our own, you know, email newsletter. But then when we do stuff for our clients, it's like, okay, how can we, you know, make this more efficient, speed up the process? And probably chances are it's going to spit out something even better than what we can do now because it's so integrated with what is out there and how to do it all. So <laughs> I'm excited. Right. To try. And right. Exactly. And, but it's so important. Newsletters are so important, but like you said, they're there are time suck and no one wants to be the newsletter person. No, no one wants one to be the newsletter guy or gal. Um, yeah. So, so it's yeah. a great way. It's a win for everyone, right? It's a win for your audience who wants to stay in touch with your brand. It's a win for your people who want to save some time in the newsletter process. Um, and it's, we actually have a lot of agencies that manage multiple of their clients' newsletters through our platform as well. That's awesome. Okay, I teach at Boise State, and I always have my my students encourage them to listen to the podcast. And one of the questions I love to ask is, if you gave advice to somebody that's about to graduate from college, who might yeah. be interested in doing something similar that, that, that what to what you are, what advice would you give them? What would what would you wish that you would have known, you know, as you were a junior or senior in college? Now that you you know, what can you tell them? <laughs> yeah, I think that is such a great question. So showcasing that you're someone who stays in the know, stays on top of current resources in the, in the realm that you're trying to get into. It's very interesting. We're actually hiring for a marketing associate level position at Rasa right now. And the resumes that are standing out are the ones that you can tell they're a cut above the rest because they already say we're interested in analytics. We're up on Google Analytics reporting. We know we know about these tools that aren't just like the Microsoft suite. You know, they're they're people who you can tell are staying on top of trends. And that is huge, especially mm -hmm. in entry-level positions that will set you apart leaps and bounds. Oh, that's great advice for sure. And then you even gave them a tool to go check out so that they can learn more through the association that you mentioned. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So if people are interested, um, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of share where they can go to get a hold of you or and or the tool and all the things. So tell us all about that. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in learning more about Rasa, you go to rasa.io. Um, that's rasa.io, not rasa.com, which there is a rasa.com AI chatbot tool. So don't, don't make that. <laughs> right, right, right. And rasa, rasa spelled R-A-S-A. R-A-S-A dot I-O. And it's from our homepage that you can actually enter your email address and, um, and 
go ahead and start a trial and kind of play around with the tool. You can also, from our homepage, there's a link to our demo page where you can book a demo with someone on our sales team to talk a little bit more about um, an enterprise or association level agreement. Um, we have several different plans, so you can check those out as well on our pricing page. Um, but there's there are a lot of great resources directly on our site. And if you want to hit me up on LinkedIn, I'm Erica Salm Wrench on LinkedIn. That's Salm without the P and Wrench without the W. Yeah, and by the way, I mean I've, I'm on the site now, and the pricing is pretty. Re I mean, pretty reasonable. I I would think you know. So for technology, yeah, you yeah, can get it. At yeah, a very so it's not. Point. It's not going to break the bank, basically. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm going to get in and dig in and try and do do my trial and see what we can do here. Because I think my staff will love not having to completely do this newsletter game every month. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, if you have any questions, we have the there's a support widget directly from link directly from our website, and always in the bottom right, we have a wonderful customer success team, and they're happy to answer any questions you have. And you know, you know where to find me too. Absolutely, and you do. Because some of the tools we were brokers of because we're an agency and then we do it for our clients. Do you have a agency broker relationship kind of thing too? Yeah, yeah. So what a lot of our what a lot of our agencies do is they the self-service prices on the website that you said, you know, these don't really break the bank, they'll pay those sort of plus or pro level prices and then um, you know, charge their clients, obviously, mm -hmm. to to manage the newsletter, run the newsletter and charge a premium on top of that. And then you can manage all of your newsletter instances from one place. So you can have more than one, like if you paid for the pro, you could have more than one source or like one client on that particular. Exactly. Gotcha. Every client can have its own subscriber integrations, its own newsletter template, its own content pool. Everything can be completely compartmentalized. You can have access to all of them, whereas they will just have access to their own newsletter. Excellent. Good. I'm glad you wouldn't charge for each one of those for each client. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we have those, those plus and yep. pro our agencies love that. And it makes so much sense for them. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And um, it was a pleasant surprise to learn that we get to speak with you today, Erica. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sorry for that. Sorry for the, oh, no. all of the surprises today. It's all good. I'm glad it worked out and we've got uh, some good, good nuggets here for our audience. And I appreciate it. Any, uh, any final thoughts? Any final um, thoughts no, I just really appreciate you having me today. I'm so appreciative of the opportunity to connect with your audience. Thank you. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, the best thing that you could do for Erica and I is share this with someone you know that could use this information, right? And until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.